To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more gets you free shipping. pbandjoey.com for more information. That's pbandjoey.com. Hey, everyone. Here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Jay here, positivesarcasm.com, streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios. This is Sunday leftovers and this is probably not how i'm going to introduce the podcast every sunday going forward but this is new this is a new thing uh in addition to the podcast that i drop every wednesday evening i'm also going to be doing or i'm going to be attempting to do a podcast every sunday of basically leftovers of stuff i haven't had a chance to talk about or articles that i get i wanted to talk about but I didn't feel it to be appropriate or it didn't fit into the format of that week's podcast. So Sunday will be the leftovers per se, okay? So it'll be the leftover articles that I didn't get a chance to get to, the thoughts that I didn't have really cleaned up for that week's podcast, and just any movies or anything else that I haven't got a chance to do, and additional announcements. It is. It's a jumbling mess. That's what Sunday is. Sunday, it's... But Sunday's great. It's... The cold Chinese food that's in the fridge that maybe you didn't, you know, you had a little bit of left. You went out last night, you had a couple beers, and you went and got some fucking egg foo young or some lo mein, and then you woke up the next morning and you're starving because you're dehydrated and everything like that. And then you open up the fridge, and maybe there's some like leftover pork lo mein. You're like, oh, it looks so good. So you, th- you throw it, you take the whole the whole carton with the little Chinese symbols you know, on the outside with the little metal thingy that doesn't, for some reason, blow up in the microwave. You throw that in there, you heat it up. Or maybe you went to go get some pizza last night. There's some pizza in the fridge, which pizza is way better. It's, okay, it's way better cold than Chinese food is cold. That's for damn sure. So you got a little bit of that left over from the night before. Maybe there's like a little bit of some, like if you got really drunk and there's some like, like some soda in there and you need to kind of settle your stomach. So there's a, but there's a leftover one in the fridge because maybe you were sober enough to take that 
instead of knocking it over at night, you left that friggin' soda in the fridge, and yeah, you see where I'm going with that. Or you, could, I mean, we could go to extremes too. You know, maybe there was that girl you woke up next to. Not me, not me per se. No, actually, not me at all. But maybe you woke up to her instead of Chinese food. You didn't wake up to any Chinese food. You didn't wake up to any pizza. But you did wake up to that girl. She got makeup all over her face from last night, and you know, it's cl- you know, it's just like a giant cluster bomb all over her face. Maybe you woke up to that. I don't know, but maybe whatever. It's leftovers. It's leftovers from the week before. It's leftovers from the night before, and we're just gonna throw it all together on the wall and see if it sticks. This is op- This is as open mic as it possibly gets. So I'm just gonna go through some articles and. Like the original podcast that I do every Wednesday, I'm going to, from the very beginning, when I start, first started doing this on my own, it was a giant mess, and then I had to eventually piece it all together with a format that is the podcast as it is now. Sunday Leftovers will be the B-Sides album. It probably won't be as good in the very beginning, but eventually it, there will be a format to it that I'll grow accustomed to and I'll get used to doing. But every time you attempt to do something, it sounds or looks or feels stupid. You're not comfortable doing it because it's a just simply because it's a different day of the week and it's a slightly different format. So you're not really sure how to approach it from the very beginning. And the thoughts or comments or jokes that you thought were written down perfectly and you were going to get to uh, in this order, in that fashion, like you laid out your clothes the night before and the next thing you know, it's a giant mess. So you sometimes have to skip shit or you have to slow down and go through your material and see where the podcast lands you. And these, these Sunday ones are going to, or at least meant to be shorter. They want, I want them to be a little bit shorter. I just want to get the stuff in and get it out. It could be a 10 minute podcast. It could be a 30 minute podcast, but the hour long ones are generally designed for the Wednesdays when I have all my thoughts and I've basically internalized all my anger and all my sadness and all my aggression towards that Wednesday, and then that Wednesday, it's just, I just fucking shoot it all at you, that Wednesday, but Sunday, I should be calmer, uh, I haven't had a coffee in a couple, a few hours, and it should be a little more mellow, I should be, I don't really know, but I did want to talk about some movies that I jumped on last week, uh, and then also just Christmas is, first of all, Maybe I should just talk about the elephant in the room and why I have an orange microphone. The reason I have an orange microphone, if, you know, if you're just listening to the podcast, I have an orange microphone because there was a yarmulke sitting on top of my microphone because it's Hanukkah. All right? It's Hanukkah. So Google that. If you don't know anything about Judaism, go and look it up. If you also don't listen to the podcast, if you only listen to the podcast, I'm wearing a teal green mom sweater because uh, I didn't want to get any guilt trips from my Jewish mother. So if she sends you, if, if you have a Jewish mother, um, a lot of you probably do, you're familiar with guilt trips. And nobody lays worse guilt trips on you than a Jewish mom. Uh, so to all the Dershowitzes out there, the, the Rosensteins and the uh, Rosenbaums and the, the Goldbergs out there, I feel your pain. I get them every couple of weeks from my Jewish mother. They lay them on thick. So if they send you something in the mail, you got to at least once to appease it, to appease them, You, if they're taking a family photo, put on that fucking stupid sweater, whatever it is, the hat, the book, the, the, the you know, f- for whatever reason, do it once 
and then take it out back and set it on fire because that's just how it works. That's how it is in this world. There are some things that you can't really explain. There's no science behind it. Well, actually, I think when it comes to Jewish guilt trips, I'm pretty sure there's some DNA and some epigenetics and something to do with that in your DNA cells that if you don't do a certain thing, you're going to you're going to feel it like your veins are on fire. Like you really did just go against God. And all you have to do to shut him up is put on the fucking sweater. So this is what I did. You're welcome. Now, and, and that's why there's a, that's why there's a, um, a yarmulke on top of my microphone. That's, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. So, uh, if I would, I would, Lay out like like I said, this is a Sunday's leftover, so some of these pieces are not as well laid out. And of course, also some of my writing is like a doctor's prescription. So I actually would look at down. I'll look down at some of my notes and be like, "What the fuck did I put down there?" Like this thing's like Mac King out with Mash Girl. I wrote that. Oh, making out with a moist girl, Mash Girl, Amish Girl. Oh. Okay, making out with an Amish girl. That was a joke about my microphone because I'm looking at it right now. It has a black head and a little orange, a little orange thing. And the way I'm looking at the microphone, it looks like a fucking, it looks like a little Amish person. <laughs> Ugh. That's what you get. Seven, seven and a half minutes. Going strong. All right. So what have we got here? That's going to, that piece of material I'm going to save for Wednesday and yeah, so what's actually, I wanted to get to these, what do I want to do, the movie articles? We'll do the Marvel movie articles to close out shop, and then we'll actually, let me jump to these, I got two articles and three movie reviews, and then the rest of the shit we'll save for Wednesday's podcast, which is just, it's what it's built for. This is Sunday, this is Sunday, this is God's day, this is the day of rest, this is the day of reckoning, this is the day of, of giving thanks and chilling out with your kids and going through last week's bills to see how much money you can afford for Christmas and uh, which which child, because you can't afford anything that you're shopping for nowadays, which child you're going to have to sell off into slavery. And uh, it's a hard decision to make. But believe me, you and Karen can get through it together. It's really important that it, no matter which kid you sell off into slavery, you and Karen are th with it through and through with each other. That's the most important thing. So um, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and whatever the fuck you celebrate. So I want to get to these articles really quick before I really do start to, well, probably some of my car laptop batteries die. Fucking Sunday leftovers. Oh, two other things. Two big, big things. Uh, number one, I'm uh, as of January 1st, I'm leaving Twitch. Uh, Twitch is the stream, one of the streaming platforms besides facebook.com slash POS sarcasm, which you can like and subscribe to. Uh, I'm leaving Twitch though to, and on top of streaming on facebook.com, I'm also going to be looking for a new, I'm also going to be picking a new platform instead of Twitch. Twitch is just not doing it. I think personally I was late to the party. I could always go back to being, you know, self destructive and being like a, my, my, Material isn't good enough or my podcast isn't good enough. I just don't think Twitch is the streaming service for me. So I'm going to be leaving them and switching over, over to YouTube. And Actually, I'm probably going to be switching over to YouTube instead of Mixer because as uh, you can go to YouTube.com and look at Positive Sarcasm. The PositiveSarcasm.com podcast is going to be getting its own YouTube channel where I'm going to be putting all the Instagram and Facebook clips 
up on there as well. And I believe I'm going to be streaming live from there as well too. So on top of subscribing to Positive Sarcasm on YouTube, you can also go and check out PositiveSarcasm.com's podcast on YouTube as well, which will have its own separate channel. And I will make the announcement as soon as it's done and completed. And as when I get the okay from YouTube, actually, that's the most important thing. That's the, that's the thing. So I'll be switching uh, one of my two streaming platforms as of January 1st. Uh, the, the other one, which is also a big thing, is I uh, this podcast is now available officially all over the world. All over the world. So, so in addition to uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, you know, which is iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Out, um, Outcast or whatever it is, at CastBox, uh, what's it? What's the other one? Luminary, Podcast Addict, every single one. I'm now officially on Spotify as well, which is the second largest uh, in the world, I believe. So I'm on every single one that you could possibly be on as far as RSS feeds. Wherever you, if you, if there's a podcast platform out there that you listen to, or an app, or a website, pod. Positive sarcasm is now on there as well, so that's a big that's a big deal. So there's there's now there's definitely no excuses like oh I wasn't you know f this one no I'm on all of them. You can find every single one. So there you go. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to find me on any of those platforms. You know, and you literally just have to type in positive sarcasm, positive space sarcasm. Also, if, but if you're doing it through iHeartRadio, you just don't you just leave the space out and you just put in positive sarcasm. I pop right up. So. I'm on there, and now now you can find me on Spotify as well. So awesome! Uh, I know it, it's it's the holidays, so two you know a couple things that come to mind are coffee and traveling. So we'll do with the coffee one. I want to jump with the coffee one. It's part of Yahoo Finance because if you guys are hooked up on my Robinhood app, if you're not, click on my link uh, on my on my social media channels on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm or Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Click on my Robinhood banner. And you can go. You can get started there, and also you'll get free stock out of it. You get free stock that you can actually sell, and you get a few extra bucks for literally doing nothing. Well, almost nothing, almost no effort. Okay. But I was looking at Yahoo Finance, and I was obviously this this podcast has a lot of coffee, has a huge coffee theme in it. So I want to get to this Yahoo Finance uh thing about the highest coffee consumptions in the world. So I'm gonna read. These when I first started doing this podcast on my own, I was actually reading through articles and then maybe having thoughts on them. But because also I know people are pretty hands offish when it comes to actually reading shit on the internet because I don't know if it's necessarily true. Well, I wanted to cater this podcast actually reading stuff that I believed to be accurate, which is why I have I stay heavily away from politics and I stay heavily away from sports. Okay, I sprinkle a little religion on there because of the fact that. I normally, as a guideline, stay away from religion on this podcast, but because I come from a Jewish background and this is uh, a Jewish background, basically, the Jews are some of the best comics in the world, and we can take jokes better than anybody uh, else, in my opinion. So, and in my opinion, the more your religion is good at taking jokes, um, the more welcomed you are into uh, a new society. So, if you can take a beating. Uh, verbally, you you know you become highly respected. It's just like being it's coming. It's like it's like getting into a fraternity or starting out on a football team or just trying to get into a club 
or are starting out with new friends or going to college. Once you get kind of initiated in by getting a few verbal jabs and being able, when people see you as durable and being able to take a joke, they start, they tend to gravitate towards you. It's like, yeah, Jay, you know, you, you know, you can make fun of him all he wants. It's, it's totally cool. He's, he's pretty durable. He's a relaxed guy. Same thing. Same thing goes. And that's why, uh, what I notice with a lot of Jewish comedians and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, they can take the hits. They give them out just as hard, though. So that's why you see guys like Andrew Schultz out there who are killing it right now. So, yeah, they can take the hit. So that's one of the things I wanted to – I forget where I, I forget how to circle that back and close up the loop, but that's one of those things. Uh, you'll notice that as you go along. But I wanted to get to coffee. One of the big things here is uh, coffee consumption. So I'm just going to read this article because I want to get it out of the way. Uh, coffee will never go out of fat. This is who's it by? Uh, Teak hockey, whatever. Coffee will never go out of fashion as evidence of the ten countries with the highest coffee consumption in the world. There is nothing better in the world than a hot steaming pump. Blah 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 blah. Simply nothing comes close to coffee as you tend to pull an all nighter to meet the. Di- all right, these the introductions to these articles are so fucking bad. It's like they're trying to reach a word count uh, a goal. So do me a favor, just skip to the freaking the legit the the shit. I want to see numbers. Give me science and math. All right. So there is reason why one of the one of the reason why one of Starbucks corporations is just a stone's throw away from McDonald's is open to McCaf McCafes, and there are more Dunkin' Donuts and stars in the sky. Trying to be funny, even though he's not. Demand for coffee is huge. Here we go. Even though that if you compare coffee consumption by country, 2019. Get back here, microphone. I'm switching spots. Excuse me. There we go. Uh, demand for coffee is huge. Blah, blah, blah. You will notice a decline. Twenty. Okay. Coffee consumption by country 2019 and coffee consumption by country 2018, you will notice a decline. Similarity, global coffee experts in October of 2019 have also decreased when compared to 2018 by 13.4%. So what is the reason behind this? Are people falling out of love with coffee? Is there a more suitable substitute? Actually, the reasons are much more mundane. Unfavorable weather patterns have seen a coffee production decrease in 2019, which combined with decreasing prices have led to corresponding decrease in consumption as well. So don't worry. Coffee is still popular in demand. Wait, it's still in popular demand. Okay, there we go. Reading! Especially when compared to its competitors such as tea, where China unsurprisingly tops in the list that would blah, drinks the most tea. So which companies are obsessed with coffee and how much do they consume? Okay. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. The United States is one of the biggest consumers of coffee, which perhaps is why the biggest coffee chains have emerged from there. And this love affair does not seem to be abating. Why coffee con- American consuming more coffee? What the fuck is the matter with my speech today? God, get the dick out of your throat. With 64% of Americans claiming that they drink coffee every single day, while 83% saying that they drink coffee just not every day, there are very few other things which will unite Americans the way coffee does. Cocaine. Despite... <laughs> Despite my earlier comment about the number of coffee chains in the U.S., most people in the country still prefer coffee at home, with 79% claiming that they brewed coffee at home just a day before. Now, here's the thing about that is, let's see. Well, actually, Insider Monkey Falls, we are sure. Starbucks is one of those box. I don't give a shit. Okay. So, yeah, people, uh, what does it say? 79% claiming they brew coffee at home. Yeah, they claim to brew coffee at home, but how are they brewing it? Okay, if you're brewing coffee at home, you're actually doing it like in a pot or like a uh, what do they call it, a percolator or a French press or a pour over. That's true to me is at least true brewing. Uh, 
throwing a fucking plastic piece of Keurig, you know, in a, a pod in a Keurig is not brewing coffee. You are saving a little bit of money, but at the end of the day, that doesn't that doesn't work for me. I don't like the flavor of it as much. I feel like it's very watered down. There's uh, more of a plastic tint to it. It's just not you're not getting your money's worth, I in my opinion. So I don't I don't like that. But if you are brewing coffee at home, the vast majority is the the overall thing is you are saving money. And I think everybody else sh- I think everybody should be brewing their coffee at home. There unless they're what I do like to do is go to like if you go to like Aroma Joe's, you can go and get a whole bag of Aroma Joe's coffee. Like you, I went there and I got a whole bag of like the whole bean, which is fantastic. I got it for for a family member and I paired it with other coffees. So that's one that's one cool thing, but overall I'm still brewing my coffee at home heavily. I have not done any done it almost especially in the winter time i almost never do um midday like coffee runs anymore out there in the wilderness because i'm not generally unless i'm meeting up with people or or associates or whatever so brewing your coffee at home is is my opinion the best way to go and coffee consumption well you have to understand there are more options for coffee now more than ever so now coffee consumption is going up there's a lot more small businesses starting up a lot of startups coming around with their own blends and people are looking for those new flavors and new things to try out. So demand is going up. Plus there are other variations of coffee. There's cold brew. There's, uh, what do you call it? There's a, a latte joints. There's specialty coffees. There's other types of products that just happen to have coffee in them or some type of coffee bean. There's dietary supplements with coffee extract and other things like that in them. So you have to take all these things into account. Their coffee demand and also if you are, if you have a, if you have a company that, or, or and you control a field, like for example, if you're, if you have a soybean field, you can't just keep pl- planting soybeans. You have to till the soil to something else, and changing it over. Otherwise, the soil dies out, and you can't, can't really do that. Um, so you eventually have to have till it to another product. So, I'm not sure how these like South American companies like Colombia or Chile or Argentina or Peru are handling the demand for coffee and keeping it fair trade and keeping the, uh, the, the ground safe and, you know, and fertile for brewing coffee. I, there's a lot to it. Cause when there's a high demand for something, uh, there's always uh, environmentally, there's always, um, a breaking point or there's something you get what I'm saying. So, um, the coffee, I think, yeah, that's pretty much it on that fucking article. So we'll move on from there. If you are traveling um, this year, uh, actually, I'm gonna. You know what? Fuck that one. I'm gonna skip that one altogether. I want to get to these movie reviews. I want to close up shop with these movie reviews. This is basically just quick in and out. I don't know why I'm taking my goddamn time and trying to stretch this podcast out. This is just Sunday. Sunday should just be a chill, you know, 15, 20 minutes here and out. I'm already 21 minutes, and I feel like I'm dying here. Definitely not sweating, but I feel like I'm dying. All right, that's for next week's podcast. Out of the poor. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. So I watched. Three movies. I saw The Aviator, which is an old Martin Scorsese flick with starring Leonardo DiCaprio as Howard Hughes. And um, I have to say that I saw a lot of Elon Musk type of behaviors and thought patterns and drive in the depiction of Howard Hughes. Now, the movie itself was really, really good. It was very, very long, but I enjoyed keeping up with it. And I enjoyed the acting very much. I enjoyed how Leonardo DiCaprio uh, played the character of of Howard Hughes. I loved um, 
the Catherine Hepburn who played her in that um Kate not Kate Winslet the other freaking what's her face that his relationship with Cat with with uh Catherine Hepburn in that movie is absolutely fantastic I love how she portrays Catherine Hepburn in that movie it's really really awesome there were a few uh things that were kind of left out of the movie maybe for the the flow of the film but for the fact that Howard Hughes from what I've read he was very anti-Semitic. He was not a big fan of Jewish people, and he did not like black people at all. So they basically, I think there was one little hint at that, where there was one little scene, but for the most part, they kept that completely out of the movie. Scorsese did not even really approach that topic at all. But if you read about it, it was there. Um, it was it was a very known thing. They mostly focused on the fact that. Howard Hughes was very much a womanizer. So that was very prevalent in the movie as he was seen with Ava Gardner. He was seen with Catherine Hepburn and he was seen with a multitude of other women. So there, it, it followed a lot of, it was very, there was a lot of Wolf of Wall Street in that, you know, the drugs, the insanity, the, the, the work ethic, um, the womanizing, it was all in there. But for the most part, I think I, I really did enjoy the movie because you did root for Howard Hughes uh, no matter how crazy or prickly or just completely batshit nuts he was, because he he was a pioneer in his day in creating, helping create TWA, uh, helping um, f- helping because there was a lot of the, there was a lot of other politics and other shit that I can't really get into that had to do with the movie, but he approached it very very well and it was an enjoyable flick and there was a lot of flying in it. There it doesn't it didn't take place uh, in a very uh, dull setting, okay? It shows Howard Hughes and his craziness, how he was secluded, how he was a clean freak. I mean, hypochondriac type of clean freak. And his his breakdowns, uh, his, his PTSD and all of his other mental and emotional symptoms after crashing planes and all that other shit that was wrong with him. So it, it showed a lot of that. And the and uh, also John C not John C McGinley Riley was in it John Riley I think that was his name was he's in the movie as well and it was just it was great and there's a lot of things like when you watch that movie um a lot to re- write things down and then Google them later and you'll notice a lot about the movie because he was also he was a, he was a filmmaker he was an aviator he was a businessman he was a womanizer he was rich as fuck he did. Everything that he could get his hands on, he went after it. But overall, the movie was a four-star flick. It's definitely long, but nowadays, movies are so damn long anyhow. So you might as well just throw that on your list. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, I gave it four stars. And I didn't know that Scorsese directed it, but it, ha- it didn't have that feel of a Scorsese. Well, I think when you compare it to Wolf of Wall Street, it didn't. It was, it was like Wolf of Wall Street light. Uh, but there was a lot of cinematography that was very notable in the film, and it was it was very very good. So I enjoyed that. So I gave it four out of five stars. Um, then there was Bumblebee. Bumblebee was a obviously the Transformers. It was a prequel to just came out last year too. It was actually a prequel to the Transformers movies that were directed by Michael Bay. Starting the movies takes place in 1987, where Haley Steinfeld is the main character. She's like this Joan Joan Jet type of chick, and then she's down on her luck. She get her dad's passed away from a heart attack or something, and then she's as she's working on her dad's Corvette, 
she's um, in the shop one day and she comes across this Volkswagen Beetle and then the plot ensues from there. You know, the typical shit. Uh, but there was a lot like the, the movie opens up super strong and then it and then it turns it turns into this kind of girl meets boy instead of girl meets boy girl meets well she does meet a boy but she also meets a car who happens to be a boy who's made out of metal and gears but it, it has that plot point in there as well and I, I noticed a lot of tropes that I was finding in there compared to like Aquaman where this movie was it was good but there was a lot of there was some cringeworthy stuff like John Cena's character was terrible. Like it could have been good, but his character was the acting sucked and I don't know if it was his fault necessarily. Normally I blame that on the scriptwriter. It was garbage overall, his acting. It could have been so much better. But the overall like the, there were some really good fight scenes, the cinematography was good, the intro was fantastic. But it centered completely around Bumblebee, and it was definitely a stripped-down version of the other Transformers. And I gave it three stars, but barely, because I felt like ever since I started to get uh, understand what was going on with Chinese markets and, and uh, Hollywood catering its movies to, to fit chi- Chinese markets, because the Chinese government controls any movie that comes into the country— so if we don't, if we put something in a movie, they make a movie and there are certain parts of the movie that, that, that the Chinese government or the Chinese censors don't want in there, Hollywood has to write around that or take it out or modify it so that it gets approved by the, gov- the, the Chinese censors. And then the movie gets marketed to China and then they make that millions and millions and millions more dollars in China. But instead, it's up, but, at the, but by, in doing so, the movie suffers the quality of the movie suffers overall and a lot you'll see you're seeing this in marvel comic movies you're seeing this in star wars movies which i did not see the last one and i'm not going to for to me the last jedi is where star wars truly died um so you're seeing that so i i now knowing this that movies are specific hollywood writing and hollywood movies are specifically designed so that they are chinese market friendly you see it in the quality of the, how the movies are designed. And I think it, it, it definitely affect, it's affected the, the Transformers movies a lot, especially towards the last two, uh, because the last one was horrifically bad, like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And then as far as Bumblebee goes, I started to see more of that as well. I was starting to get the idea that certain things were changed or modified, and I can't really pinpoint exactly what, but there were little markets where things were sort of dialed down or softened up in order to make the movie, I don't know, more palatable, I guess. But to me, I think that there was a, this movie could have been really, really good. But instead, it was like a serviceable Transformers movie that feeds into a, a, a bigger universe that's already been used and abused. So I'm, and So maybe this was a quick... And final cash grab in the Transformers franchise before moving on to other products. So, and I think overall Hasbro, Hasbro, which licenses the Transformers, the Battleship, and a couple other things, has hasn't really turned into a large franchise. Like, there's no Monopoly movie out there. There's no Sorry. There's not a lot of board game shit out there as far as movies go. So it hasn't really culminated into anything. Like the MCU, the Marvel Comic Universe has has made billions of dollars whereas hasbro kind of died with battleship and 
The Transformers movie started off strong and then kind of faded out, became more Chinese market friendly. And I think with Bumblebee, it was just a quick cash cash grab. I think they made their they made more than their money back, but it only amounted to about three stars barely. So you can go check that out. It's on Amazon Prime. You can go and look at it. I like certain parts of it. I liked how Bumblebee was portrayed. And he fought, and he he was an awesome fighter in this movie. If you're a fan of like Transformers in general, he was good in it. But I saw that it was in the back of my head, so I had to note that I didn't I didn't not like it. If I didn't like it, I would have wrote two stars. But I did like it for being able to sit down and watch it. So I enjoyed it that part. And then finally, I wanted to catch up. Like I told you, I've been I've been doing uh, uh I've been on checking out Dust, which is a channel on YouTube. You can subscribe to it. They do a lot of sci-fi movie shorts so a movie can be between like a trailer or a teaser can be between 40 and 30 minutes long and there was there's one that i just caught recently called anomaly about a guy who he kind of he meets this girl but he's going up in the late 60s to uh to orbit the planet but there's other things going on it doesn't really explain all of it there's with these movies these sci-fi movies that they do on dust a lot of the times the plot isn't fully unveiled. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it, it's, it's kind of, it is, it's veiled. It's very much a, more of a concept than a final product because they're trying to put something out there, an idea out there that does eventually like code eight, for example, like they put out a concept called code eight and then it got turned into a full length feature film that ended up on Netflix, I believe, or Hulu with anomaly. They did that, but it was an, a, a more of an elongated version. But the idea was the CGI was phenomenal. The relationship was very interesting between the girl and the 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 guy who ended up being the astronaut. And just the concept of her all was overall was very interesting. And uh, you can't. What makes this movie very what I couldn't take my eyes off the screen because a lot like the movie Gravity. There was a lot of movement. There was a lot of amazing CGI and gripping moments in the movie. Although this movie, Anomaly, I felt to be just as interesting and in more ways more interesting than Gravity because Gravity took place just in space and it followed two people. Whereas this movie followed two people, but it took place between Earth and space and it played between the two. It played between the two characters uh, at, during this, during what's happening, because there's an event. Also, there's also an, an anomaly. It's called the anomaly because there is an anomaly happening, where an asteroid or a comet is approaching Earth. And I'll leave it at that. But the anomaly is so amazing how it takes place, where it kind of just it sets the standard of of the plot. Where this is the anomaly, and then above it you have this character, and then below the anomaly you have this character. And then you have additional characters around it to kind of tighten the screws of the plot. It was just a very interesting concept. You can go check that out. It's on. Just go look up Dust or look up Anomaly Dust. It's about 30 minutes long. And the character has a Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell? Yeah, Colin Farrell type of look to him. But it's, a, it's 30 minutes in. It's 30 minutes. You're in and you're out. And it's very cool. So go and check that out. Um... I gave it, what did I give it? I gave it four stars because I thought the concept was really well executed and the CGI for whatever they spent to make this movie was was great. It was great. It was on par with a lot of the CGI that's currently out there in uh, big budget movies. So so that is, so we're 34 minutes in. I think I'm going to close up shop for today on the 
Sunday Leftovers podcast because I wanted to start first keep it short, try to get the hang of these doing these Sundays and continue to do these Sundays going forward. So to kind of open this up, feel comfortable, get my brain ready for doing these Sunday leftover uh, podcasts. And as I continue to do them, because it does, it takes me a long time to get really good at some of these things. So as I keep continuing to do them, I'll be, you know, it's like, it's like a comic. If a comic goes, is constantly uh, hitting up, doing, doing five minute sets, 15 minute sets almost every night, they just get into a groove. They get better. They stay sharp. I got to keep sharpening that blade. And by doing them one, instead of doing this once a week, doing it twice a week is much better to keeping my blade sharp. So if I got, if I just kind of, kind of stumble through these first few Sundays, I think I'll be better off doing it. And then obviously instead of 35 minutes, I could maybe condense it down to 20 minutes and then boom, be in and out. And it'll be a sharper blade. Everything will hit better, hopefully. And then that'll be that. So uh, like I said, as of January 1st, I'm leaving Twitch and moving over to YouTube and there'll be the Positive Sarcasm Podcast channel on YouTube. So I'll have two channels on YouTube and I'll be streaming live every Wednesday and also every Sunday from uh, from that channel. So you can go and like subscribe to it. I'll let you know. I'll do all the announcements on my social media channels as well. So I'll have those two channels. So I'm expanding. I'm expanding. That's the most important thing. So I'm expanding to that platform, starting a new YouTube channel. And now also, if you do listen to the podcast or you're looking at, thinking about listening to the podcast, I'm now available everywhere. I'm now officially on Spotify as well. So follow me on Spotify uh, subscribe to my channel through there if you have that app or if you use Spotify or whatever. And of course, it is free. And of course, if you need, if you want to support the podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. If you don't have any money, but you do want to support the podcast, you can use my link to the cash app, which is on positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Click on the cash app, open up an account there. That will help that. I'll get, fi- I'll get some money from that. And also the Robinhood app, you'll get a free stock. I'll get a free stock. Just click on that link and then you can sell the stock, make your money. That's a great way to support this podcast and everything I'm trying to do to expand the spare parts empire. So I appreciate uh, you guys, you know, sticking with me through all this and in the stumbling and expanding and stuff like that. Um, it's not easy when you, you know, you insert one little screw or one little new thing and trying to balance it all out and then getting your head right. Like, Gee, this is normally a time where I don't do anything. I don't talk. I just focus on writing and other shit. But nowadays, now it's going to be a moment where a little earlier in the morning, because I was taking care of a couple other things this morning before I started this live stream. Now I'm going to be, for, my brain is going to be like, all right, turn on, let's go. Because every Wednesday, yeah, that's what it is like now. Caffeinated up, ready to rock and roll. Sundays need to be like that as well. So, And I've got new gear coming, so I'm working on some other shit as well. Anyways. Um, I will talk to you on Thursday instead of Wednesday's podcast. It will be Thursday's podcast, I believe. But either way, a new podcast will be coming up later this week as well, included with this. And the Sunday leftovers will be on, if you're a subscriber of the Positive Sarcasm podcast, this will be included in your feed as well. So you'll get this little extra. So you have the option of listening to this as well. So that being said, 37 minutes and 45 something seconds. So let me lean this forward. So I want to wish everybody a happy holidays and all that other shit. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. All that jazz. Um, and then uh, that's it. So find me on YouTube. 
Find me on my Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Uh, go to thinkspot.com. I'm on there as well. Minds, minds.com, positive sarcasm, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm, and facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Support me in any way, shape, or form. If you have any questions, comments, posing music you need, uh, hit me up at positive sarcasm.com or just email me directly. All my shit and information is on there. Check out my movie review section, uh, my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel. And uh, that's pretty much it. Don't be afraid to speak out. This is the most important time in your life and in my life to speak out and get your mind and your ideas out there. Because if you're stumbling, that's better than crawling. And you know, and if you're crawling, it's better than just laying there and doing nothing. So start somewhere, get moving, moving, uh, make noises with your face. Eventually, they'll turn into words. So I want to thank you guys for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all in a few days, streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.